Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Ooh. <laughs> You didn't even let me do the intro before you did it. <laughs> Paula Lima, the Black Sabbath, the legend, the athlete, oh. the content creator. Oh. He's on. He's Mate. on like Donkey Kong. Right, don't stop, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm ready for some more. <laughs> you wouldn't even let me start. Hey. You wouldn't even let me start the intro before you started bantering me. Uh, mate, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Mate, but, what, mate it's, me. Been, it's been a long time coming. been a long has, time coming. I have. Mate, let's just talk your whole journey, right? Because let, 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 let's, let's face it, right? Let's mm-hmm. face it, yeah. If if you guys look at a video of Paul, you never expect an Irish accent. Out no, of you guy. don't, do you? <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking I'm a pasty, white, uh, red-haired fella. You know what I mean? But no, <laughs> yeah, no. not at all. I'm black as I'm as black as they go. Um, yeah, so basically my, my family moved over to Ireland in 1974 um, from Nigeria and popped out a load of kids and I was one of them. And yeah, that was done. Now, I, I sound like this, but I don't look like... But you, you, you've, you've had a hell of a journey though, because obviously yeah. growing up in growing up in Ireland, probably probably the only black kid at the school. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. Like that, I seen until I was like fifteen. Really? I didn't see any black kid except for my family until I was like fifteen, and I was like, oh god. I was like, who, what, who, what was who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What is this? Is this <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I seen one of the black bears. I remember. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and that's probably how everybody felt when they seen me in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was going around, because yeah, but it's, yeah, because 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 of stereotypes and the way the world works, you just don't expect yeah. a Nigerian guy to have a pure Irish, Irish accent. accent yeah. Just just not the, just not the it's game you expect. No, but. You obviously growing up, growing up for you was it was it hard growing up for you in that environment? Yeah, so Dublin was just uh, two things about Dublin. If you're really good at if you're good at sports and you're good at fighting, you're you're left alone. So I was really like I excel at sports and I love fighting. Oh, well, well, I I think it's not that I love. I think I learned in Ireland made me like I by the time I was eighteen, I probably had three hundred. Fist fights, but it's like um, I think I always say. My dad, I think it was in school. I went to like senior. I was like four years of age, and I went to school. Um, I went to an Irish school, and I remember somebody said, to, "Like you black bastard," to me. And I was thinking to myself, "Fuck!" I, like <laughs> I don't know what to do here. But I went home and I told me dad, and my dad said, "If anyone ever says that again, pu- punched him up." And I remember I went into school the next day. He didn't say it again, but I punched him up. And I put fear into the rest of the class that just got me respect. So then I was thinking to myself, I know what to do. Every time anybody says anything, fight them. And if I fight them, you kind of get respect. And that's in Ireland. It's kind of like you know, if you're if you're ready to go to war, or you know, if you're ready yeah. to go to battle, or come like you can't win, lose, or draw, you get respect. You know. So yeah, it was just always like if somebody say something, I just had to fight them. I think I think in Ireland. It's just it's just a thing that you you, you know boxing fighting yeah football ju- 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 yeah, 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 like, yeah yeah it's like that that's that's the whole game in it like yeah. you know, even when you think of like people like Conor McGregor and yeah, like, it's yeah, a yeah. real culture it's a fight. It's, it's, a culture. it's, it's yeah. ingrained in it yeah it's weird like I think I moved over to England and I got in a fight before and people and somebody was talking about uh, going to the police I was like what because in Ireland like. You fight everybody and nobody ever talks about pressing charges or, do you know, like <laughs> you take a hammer and if you took a hammer and you just go home with a hammer and you took or yeah. you put it like, you know, it'd just be like, 
what's happened or Paul fought him and, or do you know what I mean it's just kind of it was like that but it, and then I came to England and people are like oh you might get pre- pressing charges I was like what hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> what happened to honour what happened to the honour of just fighting somebody in the street but um because normally when you when you have a disagreement with another man you just you just you just dust it off you fight each other yeah. it's no, there's no kicking each other on the floor right? it's no. just until the first man goes down you pick each other up you dust each other you shake hands you walk yeah, away you go yeah. away yeah you, that's, that's how it. it should be, right? Yeah. That's a, well, it's not, is it? Me, me and Alima are secretly celebrating. I just want to tell you all because this is Alima's uh, first IFS so far and he's got to go till about 8 o'clock tonight. <laughs> and if, if Alima gets to 8 o'clock tonight, I've said to him I'm going to buy him 12, 12 pints of Guinness because yeah. he's got to his first ever IFS finale and not finale. fought anyone. And not fought one person. <laughs> That's great. That's, I've been to, what, three, three four IFSs and yeah. not fought anybody. It's been yeah, wonderful. But, and you've got, you got a fully winning record as well I hear yeah mate it's great yeah I've just said <laughs> that's what I do isn't yeah. it you, IFS oh okay he fights somebody you, you're, you're the only one you're, you're, you're the only one at the fitness summit that's gone three and oh like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying mate oh uh, no but, yeah no I think I'm, I've, I, you, you kind of grow out of it don't you yeah I think I think I think I've always because I've always had to I think it's like just ingrained in you to confrontations like how to deal with them or if somebody says something or how to deal with it and if you do it enough times, it's, then it just it's gets. a very English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh thing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like in in the UK. I think you know, yeah, it's so competitive. It's like you know, even when you're trying to go out on the first on the dating scene, like if you can't talk to her, if yeah. you can't introduce yourself to a woman, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you, it's just not you're not going to get a second chance. Yeah. You, that's why we all banter the hell out of each other. Yeah, like, oh, it's just abuse. In other countries, it's classed as abuse, isn't it? Yeah, but like yeah. in England, it's like normal life because it's raining, so you got to be happy, haven't you? Yeah, so exactly. But when did you start getting into like the sports and taking that seriously? Yes. Yeah, so oh, again, when I was going through school, what what did I, I was playing football during school, and I was pretty good at it. I was playing for I was playing up front for like Shamrock Rovers and they're like big big club in Ireland, in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, when I was nineteen, I, I got offered trials to come over to England to play football. Um, I came over to West Ham first. I was terrible, so I got released real quickly. Uh, then I went. To, I, yeah, no, no, I just went to trials, and people were just much, much better than me. Um, I thought I was amazing, and and I was good, but there was just people that were better than me. You know, when you can just see that these these kids are talent. Yeah, 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 like yeah, I can yeah. still be a footballer and play lower leagues. So I ended up going to uh, Scunthorpe United, Bristol Rovers, Dagenham and Redbridge, playing reserve football. Barron ended up playing in the conference premier, which is the fifth tier, and then sixth tier. I think to myself, like, I was, I, I was also playing rugby in school. So I was like playing, I was really good at rugby, really good at rugby. And all the people like, I was running over in school, in like school, were now playing for Ireland. So I was, I, my big thing was to sing Aaron Levine, like the Irish national anthem. I've just wanted to bell because I always see, like I've seen, like I, I just wanted to belt it out as like really proud Irish, black Irish lad singing Aaron Levine every word because he done quail getting skilled. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I can speak the language. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, I really wanted to do that. So, um, that so that was football, and I thought I was going to play for Ireland when I moved over. I didn't. Um, then I was like, okay, when I was around 27, I'm going to play rugby. I'm going to, I'm going to be a professional rugby player. So then I left football and I went and started playing rugby. Um, I went to Esher, which is a, I went, I went to Esher, which is a national one team. So, and then like I was playing A League, which is like a reserve league for Harlequins, which are in the Premiership. So I was like, you know what, Paul, you don't know where to stand. You can't catch a high ball, but don't worry, over the years you'll, You'll pick, you'll it, pick up. it up. So, what I, age were you at this point then? Because obviously, you've you've already yeah. played football at a professional level. Now, yeah. you're, now you're pivoting into rugby. To go to rugby, yeah. I, was, I think it was twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, but I was like, you know what, Paul? Don't worry about it. Two years of this, and you're going to be absolutely mustard, and you'll get to sing out Ron Levine playing for Ireland. Um, and then, I was, like, I was playing national one rugby. I think you can't really, unless I was an absolute like I'm athletic, very athletic, but I'm not a gazelle enough to just be. Okay, let's put him in. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't. I'm not Joan alone. Do you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I was just going to get in. But then we had the Ireland sevens. And I was like, this is my chance. And Irish sevens brought me. Brought. I was part of an exiles group, which is the 
people that lived in England that were Irish. We played sevens, and it was the Irish exiles, and then we played against Leinster, Munster, Connacht, all the all the provinces, and we battered every province. And I, I think I scored around ten tries in the in the trials. I was running over everybody. And at the end, I was like, I, I've made the Irish seven squad. I was like, okay, like, I'll see you later. See you later, gaffer. <laughs> when I was leaving, then I get an email saying that I didn't make the squad. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I think because I was, I think I was 30 at the time and they were trying to probably get the youth. The young, for, yeah, yeah, younger ones. I too. was absolutely fuming. So that was like my last chance to sing out on the vein, like I said. As a like a uh, like you know for the national, it's like you know oh, I'm just gonna stop all this rugby shit and just play it and get get a few quid on the weekend, and yeah, that was it. That's that's the sport in life. But when you when you obviously quit sport, what did you have to focus on after that? Yeah, so with the sport, I think it's equipped me. I, I was um, I signed for a team called Old Altamians. They, the, I think the owner made the chip and pin. Yeah, 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 absolutely crazy. But yeah, so loaded, and I was like, okay, be a bit of a mercenary, get a bit of money, and go there. So I went there, and I tore my tricep tendon um, in a tackle. And every time I played again, I could just feel it going and going and going. So then I was like, you know what? And uh, and I I had I was doing social media at the same time, and I had a job at Lucas Aid, and I, I think the Lucas Aid job was I lost the Lucas Aid job because I couldn't run or I couldn't do anything because yeah, of that yeah, yeah. but the Lucas Aid job was more money than I'd make a whole year playing rugby and I was thinking to myself I was doing these jobs like sports choreography and I was doing all these jobs and I was like why am I playing rugby it's because of the love isn't it it's not but like sport has always been like a financial help me financially I was like it's not actually worth it let me just stop doing all that and um, start wearing wigs every day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I did. But yeah, but now I'm just—it's jujitsu. I think jujitsu is my thing now. That's keeping me sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so competitive in it. I mean, I've done three sessions of jujitsu. Obviously, I'm obviously a white belt, obviously. But like, I'm looking forward to getting back into a bit of a routine when I get back to Australia and start proper taking it seriously yeah. because it's such a good sport. And it? it's it's amazing. And it is, I think it's it's a game of chess with somebody's life. So you get like you get the exhilarating feeling of having somebody's arm in an armbar or, or, or you're choking somebody out and they tap, you know what I mean? You get that, but as well, it's kind of the flow of how you move and stuff. It's something that I'm going to do my whole life. Like, I bet there was no greater feeling than when you got your first white stripe on your belt. Yeah, mate, a big smile. Like a Cheshire cat, I was going up to the top. You, you've, you've got no stripes yet. Mate, I've not, I've not even, I've, mate, nothing. No, you've got to just do it, man. I cannot I, I've done three sessions. I've literally done three sessions. It's it's fuck yeah. Why no gi or gi? Oh, uh, gi, gi, good man, yeah, good man. Yeah, yeah. Just go. That's all I can say is just that no gi going. thing looks well fast. No, it's like wrestling, isn't it? No gi is like wrestling. Yeah, I it, imagine wrestling someone in a sauna. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. fast, mate. It, it is fast. fast pace, yeah. And I see how Smiths moves round people yeah. now. As like he's a purple belt, isn't he? So yeah. I see the way he moves people and puts them in a triangle, and even the way he like takes people's ankles and just puts them in a, like a little bit a of lock, a lock. Yeah, that little ankle lock. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that can ruin the biggest dude in, dude in the world. Yeah, like, it's amazing. That's the, I think that's the beauty of jits. It's like sometimes like I like somebody will be beating you at the top. If I just grab your leg and I do a Juji Katami, the way, um, uh, single leg, sorry, I'm, I'm doing the Japanese words. Anyway, um, I can get you down to the floor and I have a single leg. I can like put a heel hook in, like an ankle lock. There's so many, like, you know what I mean? For straight, straight leg. Like, mate, there's so many things I can do to your leg. Then I win the fight. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a joke. It's not just that for me. It's like I've just... The co- when I was around boxing and stuff, the the community was good and that. But you're you're opening yourself up to like head trauma. You're opening yourself up to your like miles on your eyes. You're opening yourself up to lots of different things. And there's no such thing as like easy sparring in a boxing gym. Like everyone's ego gets involved and everyone starts pounding the fuck out of you. And yeah. it just it just it just starts to escalate. Yeah. But with jujitsu, it looks not only is it a more controlled environment where you can actually learn something. When someone taps you out, they teach you how they did it. They do, oh, 100%. Uh, do you know what I mean? And there's, and it's no, there's no, there's not, there's not as much ego, ego. in it. No, ego, this is ego it. in it. And, it's, and the, the thing is, even now, if I'm like rolling with somebody and he's terrible, I don't want to tap them. I'm like, or if they're tired, I can feel when people, they, their heart gives out. A lot of people love it. I don't. If, if I can't 
So, like, if I'm rolling with somebody and they're fucking tired, I'm like, I'll put them in a, in a position. And I was like, how'd you get out of this? And then I'll make them get out and I'll put them, you know, so they're, they're using fitness. But I'm like, I could pass here. And, but what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's yeah. no point in winning this. So it is kind of your ego goes out the window and you just want to help them. Because I'd rather get up with you after it and clap your hands and go. And you go, thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. You learned something. Or, you know, yeah. I, what's the point of me beasting? So, you know what I mean? It doesn't It doesn't make well, sense. Yeah, because like any black belt can just get hold of you and just exactly. put you in. And, put you and, you and, and, and you know, they could even be a small a small black belt and it's they could just they could still do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, Freddie. Fred, yeah, Fred, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred was, he's a purple belt. And I thought, I was like, I don't know. This is he, even though he's better than me. I there's no way I'm going to put my full strength into you know trying to hurt, even though he's going to cho- probably choke me out. It's kind of like a respect thing. You're, I'm not going to learn it, and if I'm trying to put him in a headlock, yeah, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. you know you learn from flowing. It's just oh, it's I could talk about it all day. It's, I found something. Thanks, Darren and James for bringing me bringing that to was my it, life. Was it was it hard for you at the start to kind of let your ego go from being a top sportsman anyway, like to to, to, to get into to the being gyms. the bitch? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I when I when I was rugby, I was going to do rugby or fight in the UFC my, my mental attitude is like I'm going to play for Ireland or I'm going to be the best fighter in the world so I was going to a gym called uh, London Shoe Fighters in Park Royal because I was going to start doing mixed martial arts and there was a class called Wrestling Submission and I was like 110 kilo when I went into the class and I was like I'm going to fuck up everybody here <laughs> because like, I'm like I'm a big lad and I see all the people with their ears caught you I'm like so what like, I just think I'm the best athlete in the world I'm like I'm going to and I remember they fucked me up. They put me with a, a jiu-jitsu lad and he was 60 kilo and he made me tap like five times in five minutes and he was gone for me. And then after I did the wrestling class and I was slamming this fella on the floor but he always ended up on top of me. And after around two or three sessions, my ego was gone and I just went to the fella that I had double underhooks. I went, mate, I'm dragging you to the floor here. How come you're on top of me? He looked around at the whole class and they all went, way. I was like, what? They're like, we've been waiting for you to leave your ego at the door before anybody helped you. We're just going to fucking keep beating you up until you did it. I was like, that is amazing. Because I wasn't asking questions. I was just sitting there right <coughs> the fucking. Yeah. And they were like, hey. I was just getting beaten up. And I was like, mate, can you tell me? And so now when I started jujitsu again, I was like, like the, the best student in the world. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because I, I didn't want, there was no, my ego was gone. As soon as I hit that mat, white belt, I was like, that's cool with me. I'll, I have no ego at all towards I think even like the, the, the blue, the purples, the black belts, they all treat themselves like they're white belts as well. And yeah. I think that's, that's the whole beauty, the beauty of, that, of, the beauty oh, of that sport. Except for purple belts. Purple belts are wankers. They, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even warm up, man. They don't even do the warm ups anymore. But, but yeah. when did you start taking social media content seriously? Yeah, so with social media content, I think I was uh, I was sponsored by Maxi Muscle. Uh, can we just say, yeah. this is the geezer whose body was on the on tub. Two of the tubs. Two of the tubs. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, you, you know, you know how Maxi Muscle is a bit, a bit, a bit, a big con of a supplement. Yeah, yeah. That he, he, you got him because Lima fucking put you in there. I'm like, I'm a con man. What can I say? No, <laughs> Maxi Muscle are great. No, Maxi Muscle were brilliant for me. Um, but yeah, I was sponsored by Maxi Muscle. And I was doing loads of gym posts, you know, or look at me lifting. And I've, and like, you know, I do a lifting video and I was lifting heavier. So like I do a 300 kg dead, plus deadlift and the comments were like, oh, beast, oh, you're a beast, you know. And I was thinking to myself, what's that? Is that, it's just ego. It's just my ego. Oh, thanks for boosting my ego. Like I do love lifting and if I do do like a, but I was like, it's not really me. I was also doing little skits, like I, I did my first one in 2015 or something like that, but I was doing one a, one a year or, you know, two a year. And then I did um, one bank holiday, August bank holiday weekend when I had my daughter, Esme. I was about, oh, I'm going out, but then I don't go out because I have to mind my child. Um, it was, and it, and it went viral, and I was just thinking to myself, you know what, I'm not going to post any more fitness videos. And then that was the last time I ever posted a fitness video. And then I've just done... What, so you've literally done no fitness videos? And sometimes I get ads and they're like, Paul, can you do fit... And I'm like, no, but I can take the piss. And then I'll I'll take the piss out of fitness. Because I... I, I <laughs> it's, I'll take the piss out of fitness. Yeah, like, you know, it's kind of that way. It's just I don't want to... I, I kind of 
I like having a laugh. I like now, I, I call it work. But after I edit a video, if I start laughing at the video, I'm like, I'm posting that. And then I post it. And then other people just started laughing as well. So it was kind of, I always did this thing where if I laugh, if I like it, I'm posting it. If I like it, that means the the people that are here from since... Oh, boy. To start off, sorry. So, God, I've just skipped everything. I was on 5,000 followers on Instagram. And my mate Bradley Simmons, he's also a fitness yeah, influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I know Bradley. Yeah, he um, was putting me, making us take off our tops and do workouts and stuff like that. So I went up to around 20k doing that. But then I was doing something called Pigeon Wars. So This is what I was going to say to yeah, you about. Sorry, yeah, I, to- yeah. I totally, I totally forgot about it. I was going <laughs> the whole way. But that's what made me start um, social media. That was your question. But the main thing that jumped my whole social media was Pigeon Wars. It's fucking... It break down Pigeon Wars for us. Yeah, so basically... Pigeons used to shit on my car, my car, um, where I used to, the house that I lived in at the time, it was parked under a massive tree and the pigeons would just shit all over my car and it was fucking annoying. <laughs> but then in the back of my house, there was like fucking around 70 pigeons on the top, like like around four stories high, just sitting there. So I used to get war balloons and throw them at the pigeons and like, you know, like try and get super soaker. So yeah, so then... I got like 50,000 followers of just geezers going, mate, do you get, and then I'd be walking down the street and somebody go, do you get them pigeons? And I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then pigeon wars, pigeon wars. It's just geezers like driving around the car, pigeon wars. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But um, yeah, so it was pigeon wars at the start. Don't worry, people. No pigeons died. It was kind of, it was just there for the, the banter of it all. I throw it at the pigeons and the water burst and all the pigeons would fly away. But it was like, it was like Call of Duty, you know, like I kind of, Call of Duty, you, you know, like I'd film the whole getting the war balloons ready and stuff like that. Like you were locking and loading. Yeah, locking and loading all of them. And then I had, um, so yeah, I went up to around 70,000 from there. And then I had two fish. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Hench Paul. And I, I used to call it because I was on the Maxi Motel tubs, the Cyclone tub. Um, and I used to say Cyclone Gang and I had like a bunch of geezers that were buying Cyclone and we called ourselves the Cyclone Gang because we took Maxi Muscle Cyclone anyway um, it was it was messing though not serious but um, as you can tell just nothing really serious about my life except for my children um, but then I was getting protein and I was feeding one of the goldfish and one of them <laughs> black one not the white one was getting really hench so I called him Hench Paul and people were like I just people would repost that and and yeah, and then I think I got, I went up to like 100k from Pigeon Moors and feeding, and feeding my, your feeding goldfish, goldfish Maximus. Fish. Yeah, so, so my core, the core of my social media is just a bunch of geezers that are exactly like me. Do you know, that yeah, just want to have just, a laugh. Just, just have not to see. So that's why if anybody's ever soft on my profile, like, oh, get off my page, you soft cock, or I go, fuck off. I didn't ask you to be here. And then. They'll jump yeah. in. Then usually you, they'll all jump in and go, what do you fucking do? You know what I mean? I'm like, great. <laughs> send, I, send them to the wolves. Kind have, of thing. have you noticed how people like to announce their exit on your post? Yeah. It's weird, it's isn't weird. it? It's just weird. Just go. I was, I was, my, my mate just bought, uh, just went, flew to LA and bought, uh, he bought um, Adrian in Melbourne. He bought, what was it, like one of these um, Zagondas. Okay. Brand new, Pierre, Pierre, I can't think what they're Zonda, called. Zonda, the, 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 the one that, Pierre Garni Zondas or whatever. Pagani. Yeah, Pagani's, that's yeah, it, yeah. Right. He went over to America, he's just bought one, right? He's just announced on social media, he's just bought one. He's worked fucking hard all his life. And he's got a giveaway company which does these like little giveaways. Amazing. And someone's gone on the post port, right? And they've gone, they've gone, ah. On, on his brand new car, <laughs> wrote something along the lines of, your giveaway competitions are really leaving a lot to be desired so I'm leaving like this geezer was a pilot bro so he's on about 600k a year as a pilot he's a top pilot for a top airline I wrote Stephen this isn't an airport you don't need to announce your departure <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like, very good do you know what I mean like, very good like, I'm like mate, mate how, how, what a soft soft man mate it's a soft world we live in I think uh, I, the departures from Instagram is just a People need to speak. People have a voice, and they just need to speak how they feel. I always do what I do say to people. I I do a quite I do purges on my Instagram all the time, where I um 
do a 24 like it's like a you know to purge the film yeah yeah i start that siren and i basically tell anybody that doesn't want to be here to fuck off i'm like if you don't want to be here please leave now so so what makes you do this i just i've been doing them since i've I've probably done around 100 and i've been doing it since that since because after the 100k of geezers then different people are coming on and then they might post oh i don't like that what you did here and i'll be like i didn't ask you to be here do uh, you know what I mean? That's the that's the thing about social media. It's very easy if you don't want to see something, just unfollow just it. Unfollow yeah, it, yeah, or yeah. just you know what I mean. And I don't go on your like I'm not going on your page and fucking saying oh I don't like you posting that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if you don't like it, just Stephanie, I don't like that dress. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, Steph, yeah. that dress is shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's such an easy app that you just don't. You know what I mean? So I think so. Why I do purges and I do them all the time is because sometimes somebody will say something. Like if me and Darren post the same video, yeah. the comments on his compared to mine because he has a load of soft cocks on his. Yeah. And I don't have <laughs> that many on mine because I purge him. <laughs> so uh, me and Darren and people will be like, oh, Darren, I can't, can't believe you said that. But then on mine, it's just laughter, laughter, laughter. And that's because like I'd, I could be on 800,000 followers right now. But if I, well... If I was a bit softer, but I do these purges and I lose around three thousand. So how people. do you do a purge? I just go on my stories and I go here. Um, if anybody doesn't want to be here, fuck off. And then I start the purges here, and then I do like a three story frames where it's like the annual purge has just started, and I'm like, this is the Black Zeus community. If you don't want to be here, fuck off, kind of thing. And then people just start dropping off. But the thing is, it's great because those are the people you don't want. Those are yeah. people that are watching to yeah. see. You know what I mean? Or to drive, you know what I mean? You don't want them and you're like, get the fuck, you know, fuck well, off. It ruins your engagement anyway, doesn't it really? Yeah, yeah maybe. Because like, cause like they're just there to, they're just there to see you and then they'll drop one snaky comment every month. Yeah. It's like, it's just not really. I'd like, yeah, I don't mind, like I don't mind, but I think the best thing to do is like, I always say it's like a neutron star. Like I want, I don't want the sun. I want like a ball of perfection. Like, you know, a ball of buzzer. It's not. All oh, these yeah. extra the number doesn't matter to me. It's just, it's the it's the people inside. The do, you, do, you, do you reckon? I mean, even though social media is your job now, yeah. and you've built it into a job, and obviously you're you making funny content online pays you, and brands work with you now, and all that stuff's going on. If do you do you actually like social media in the essence of the way it's gone, or or you know, would you? I love what it can do. I love that I can laugh at like memes, and I I think people just need to sort out their social media so it is in their favour to make them happy. So like my social media, I don't I don't follow anybody that doesn't make me smile. I have best mates that I don't follow because they fucking I don't like the shit they're posting or if they're posting about politics, I don't want to fucking know that shit. Do you know what I mean? So I just yeah, get rid of it. So then when I open my phone, it's memes. It's just laughter, 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 laughter. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so you're filling your soul, filling your cup with actually what you want to actually wanna, view. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of, I think with social media, it's kind of what do you want to view. I don't want to, I just want to laugh every day. If somebody wants, like, you know what I mean? If I can get that up and laugh and my phone helps me laugh, then I'm, it's all right. It is a lot though. It is, it is a lot, but I'm, I'm okay with it. And I need all of you to stay on it because then I'll have no more money. <laughs> yeah it's just i don't know what do you what do you think of social media right? do you know what it's different because i'm in a different game to you my my content is is like business mindset personal development content obviously you're having people like yourself on which are you know a bit something you, you're a bit more funny obviously a lot more funny than the average entrepreneur that i'll have on but it's like it's different for me i'm i'm, I'm a different kind of audience i suppose because it's educational content you you're going to get less of a following and it's going to be a lot slower than funny content. Yeah, okay. So like, it's it's just hard, it's just a harder game. I think it's a lot easier if you've got easily shareable content that yeah. makes people laugh. People don't always go on Instagram wanting to learn like the top five tips to grow your brand. Okay, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like there's yeah. not, there's less of those people than there are of people that want to go watch Paul's Pigeon Wars. Like yeah, Paul's yeah, Pigeon yeah. Wars, it, that, that's internationally fucking... That's and it's quick. It's quick, mate. It's, it's quick, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. make real fast content. Like you and Diran, you will see some see some girls in Bali doing some crazy shit, well, and you'll it. just you'll just literally put your own spin on it. I yeah. think I think that's the beauty of what you've got because yeah. you can you can almost you don't even have to think. I know you have to think of ideas of how yeah. to have how to parody it, but you can literally grab other people's stupidity 
and make it her own and make it your yeah, own yeah, it's beautiful, it's, it? so it's like you've got you've, and there's and there's so much stupidity it's like so it, much. it's it's easy to it's easier i think to curate on your side of the fence than yeah. it is mine but i nevertheless i respect the volume of content that you guys produce and the way that you edit videos and yeah. the way that you the the real um trick that that you not trick, but it's very obvious to me that you guys do. Is the way that you leave open loops. And, okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and and I've been reading that book about YouTube. Oh yeah, the you YouTube Jake. formula. Yeah, bro, blew Wonderful. my blew my mind, man. Wonderful, isn't it? Just uh, learn stuff like just learn and stuff from that. The algorithms, the AIs, and stuff like that. It's break a bit crazy. Break down, break down how you make a viral video like i know you don't know that you don't know every video is going viral but you obviously know if, by, the, by now you, 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 yeah. you, you know yeah. the go like break down for me how that works for oh. you so that, so that so that my audience can understand how you structure a video so that it can give it its best opportunity of going viral. to go viral so yeah you have it matters what platform tiktok instagram instagram's like five seconds tiktok's like three seconds you have three seconds to keep somebody's eyes on it and then you've got a Either bring energy, I always say when I'm editing videos, like if I do, after three seconds, I have to bring energy to the video. So if that's by doing something in the video, if that's by using editing to, um, you, people might not even notice this, and this is the beautiful thing, to, to something called the Ken Burns, you know Ken Burns, and the video just starts coming in towards you. Yeah. So we'll keyframe, and we'll start moving the video in, so the energy's coming in the video, but people won't notice. So, so, so it's like you're, so from the outside, it's like when they're looking at the phone like this, yeah. and if you should be watching this on YouTube 100%, if you're not, make sure you are, and make <laughs> sure you're subscribed. But like, if you're looking at the, f- the phone in front of you like this, it's like when you start drawing that, that framing, yeah, yeah, their, their yeah, head yeah, starts yeah, doing this, in, and, yeah. and when, a, when a human's head psychologically starts starts moving towards the screen you've got them yeah, invested got them. that's it and then yeah. uh, and then it's like about like shutting it down and keeping open loops if you can so like if somebody's punching this way at the start of the scene can you finish with him punching this way at the end of the scene so then it'll just run through yeah so you can get so you can get people to watch that video three times and they'll think it's they'll be like oh shit and, and as well if, it, if the video is only 10-15 seconds they will watch it three times if your video, right. if your video's 45 seconds, you're only getting a one. Sometimes, at the start when I was making videos and editing videos, I'm, I'm a purist. I love sound sync and I love continuity. I make sure, like, everything's beautiful. But then, lately when I've been editing videos, I'm like, it's too long. It's too long. We've got to cut that bit out. Because I know the mind of people these days, they're not ready to, they need that fast, they need a fast kick, so... I've got to take out. Sometimes me and like I feel like crying. Like I'm like taking bits out that I don't want to take out. But then there'll be other skits where I'm like, you know what? This one's for me. You and this one's for me. I'm not changing anything. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ewan's my videographer, my social media manager. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's just, it's, it's just like that. But it to viral, fifteen seconds, three seconds. You better have something that keeps them. If you could even say. You're fuck. Let's say it was a fitness video, and I go, "You don't know anything about fat, or this is how you burn fat." You know, it's just that little clip at the start that keeps people. Then people be like, or, "Or how to make muscle? How to turn muscle? How to turn fat into muscle?" Do you know what I mean? Just something stupid that'll keep people. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, have yeah. like a three second way to get that hit. As soon as you get that hit, then the other it's about whatever you do with the other bit of content. But yeah, for people out there with with like like brands and, and trying to get engagement on their page and stuff like that. What are the, what are like the, the top tools that, that they can't have the videographer now. And obviously you started editing on your own. What kind yeah. of, what kind of, is it like video leap? Video leap. Is video leap. For the phone, isn't yeah. it? I have Premiere Pro and I have Premiere Pro and I use Final Cut Pro now with my editor as well. But it is, video leap is, is brilliant. You can do everything on it. You know what I mean? So I always say video leap, get sound, try, I know, People don't have the cameras, but it's always good to get a little bit of a DSL, DSLR. DSLR yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Smith, Smith's came. I, I had the, I had three DSLRs, right? And then I got annoyed because it was so bulky. So this is why I'm shooting this all on iPhones, yeah, just because yeah. it's easier for you for this European tour that I'm on. But Smith said to me the other day, he's like, mate, just get a DSLR. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it to you here. Remember earlier, if you want to pause this bit. No, no, go for it, go for it. Remember earlier you were talking about Austin and the fellow that's in Austin. Yeah. What makes his video so beautiful? 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. His cameras, lighting, are the cameras, all that stuff. I and it's those little things that sets sets, sets it apart. Sets it apart. Yeah. Sets it apart. Yeah. It's those little things. Yeah. I've, I've I've noticed sound is fucking sorry. Sound. Sound is absolutely. There we go. Sorry. sorry. Uh, sound is absolutely mega. It's like a mega part of it, but it's. As well, lighting. Like I came in here, and you've got the lighting set up and all, but it, it matters. All of that yeah. matters. This is like my, the bare minimum I need for for a travelling yeah. studio to be able to, you know, yeah. look how much luggage I've got, mate. And I'm going back to Australia with that. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's a nightmare going through the airports in a minute. <laughs> but so. but it's it, essentially like people can people can create content with the bare minimum. They can just start on the phone with video leap and stuff like that. And, stuff. and and I just think that some. Some of the books that obviously you've read is that one with the YouTube formula. Yeah. What other books have you read about video editing and content editing and and hooks to get you? I don't, I, with books and all, I'm usually fucking on self help books, Jim Rowan and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I I, I, I love a bit of that stuff. But with editing, I just, I I do courses. I do like, you know, editing courses. And I just learn how to use Premiere Pro perfectly or Final Cut Pro because then, then I know, and then in my head I know what I want. But then I I listen to like I have um oh what's it called Masterclass. There's something called Masterclass, yes. and I'm learning from what's his name James Cameron and um, Spike Lee on how to be a director. So so then I'll see little bits that I can use, or there's a scene in ter- so this is what I always do. There's a scene in Terminator. And I do it in my skits all the time. Or, you know what I mean? Or uh, uh, Usual Suspects, great film. I'll do a skit and I'll remember the Kaiser Soze walk and I remember how beautiful that is visually and I'll make sure I get that in my skit. And I know I'm only filming it for Instagram, but the thing, the thing I do love about my Instagram is there's a bunch of videographers, there's a bunch of purists on my Instagram that I, and they, they see it. And yeah. that's when I'm like, Sometimes I'm like it's the pure when the purists see it, and I'm like boom, yeah. and they and they understand it, and they'll comment, and I'm like fucking yes. You see, I, see, I when I watch your videos, I'm always looking at how you're structuring and breaking them down, and how yeah. you and how you and how you're keeping that attention throughout the video, and yeah. how many I look at how you break down like how many frames you or how many seconds. Oh, you're doing the frames I take. Oh, I always say if if somebody could film me in my video, I'm me and my. Uh, Editor, they they they'd be they think I'm crazy. I'll take out one frame, like we'll have it to like milli 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 seconds, and I'll be taking out one frame, and I'll ask them to play five seconds back and see if the jump was too much, and we'll take out two frames, and Sam, and then and then yeah. and then we'll sync the sound by like taking dissolve, dis, um, detaching the sound and running it through, and then dissolving the sound, and you may I'm we we will. We will be just to I know, pe- people. Uh, don't this is why I want you on because people don't know how much effort it takes oh to God, make those videos. Massive. What, what, in terms of volume, how many videos are you looking to make? Like for your for you at the end of a week to be happy, how many kind of funny videos are you looking to to create? Yeah. So at the start, I might I, I go for six. I go for six, but then I try and post every two days, three days to leave a bit of a gap. So then I could use another one and stuff like that. Or like, let's say I'm I'm here now. I'll I have a video, like I just a video ready that I can use. So you you're not even posting every day? No, I don't post every day. Not on Instagram. On TikTok, though. TikTok is a different animal altogether. I'm reloading videos. Instagram, I kind of because I've grown it. And those are my, for whatever, for the last four years, probably. That, that, I, I kind of don't want to use old content on them because they, yeah. they've they been, you know what I mean? They've been, they've, they've been yeah, they've from been, the start. Yeah. Why would I repost them and give them something new? So every two, three days I try and do one. If I have an ad, I'll put the ad in between. So I'll do a day of mine. If I have an ad, I'll put it in. Then a day of mine again. But it's every two or three days I go like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's all right. It's hard to get up. But with TikTok, I just turn because J- James, I, I James sent me a message. That he was on two hundred and fifty k. I was on like four hundred and fifty k on TikTok, and he went, "I'll race you to one million. And he just started posting three things a day. Just went straight up. And then I start. I'd post the same video on TikTok. And then I'd post the same video again with different music, and I'd watch one of my videos go. I'm like, I've just posted the same video twice. It's like TikTok is just. I it's an I don't know what sort of algorithm it is, but I it, I just don't understand how it works. It's a different beast. It is just crazy, and that it's just a churn rate. I feel like that's just so I just turn them out over there. I think 
eventually it's not going to matter about followers because I think we're in this this algorithm shift, especially with Instagram as well, where they're shifting towards interests. Yeah. You know, everything's going towards interest-based. So it's like even if you've got zero following... But you could still have a banging you, you, yeah, you video. You could still have a banging video, yeah. That's what they're... That's, I think they've done that with TikTok, didn't they? They're trying to... Co- I think Instagram trying to copy the TikTok algorithm where anybody can go viral, do you know yeah, what I mean? Which yeah. is a beautiful thing. I which, which, which is beautiful on one side of things, but what they've done in order to make that happen is take... All these people that have built these, even like James, who's built this big following, and Darren, and all these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. they've just, they've cut us down. Your your reach has gone down, man. How much much your reach dropped? Um, I don't, I think they've brought me back up. Um, But my reach went, I'd say, I'd say... 30, 40% or? More, I'd say around 50% it went down for the last month or so but now it's picking back up again yeah. but it's it's not the same as it used to be I I used to always say there was um, like I could get to 50,000 views in 10 minutes that's where it was back in the, and now it's not there and that's when I know it's a good video if I do have 50 yeah. but now I can't even in, in 10 minutes and now I'm looking at videos and I'm like 50k and it's an hour I'm like what's going on what's going do you know what's yeah, going on boy it's yeah. Do you know, it's, uh, but I have to say, if that's if there's a new algorithm, then I just have to do better yeah, content. Yeah, I always uh, people like to complain about algorithms. TikToks and, but if that's it, just make you just better got, shit. You, you just got to make better shit and that's create it, create man. better stuff that you want. And also, you're not really got to create it for the algorithm. You got to keep create, creating it for you. What makes you laugh? Exactly. Because that's what works. Exactly. That's that's the formula in it. Like if you like it, have you ever got caught in the thing where you start in? you started to create content for other people yeah so never that's the i think that's why i can get up every morning with a big smile on my face and do it and i'd probably be able to do it for him ever it's because i just i enjoy it so much i know people tag me and stuff so i get tagged in around 200 100 videos a day i'd say 100 videos a day of people doing stupid shit online so i can see which one i think is hilarious and then i'll just use that but um i'd never it's not like I'm doing it for them. I'm fucking. I'm doing it because I think it's hilarious, and then I'll fucking laugh my head off. And that's kind of you know what I mean. But it's always kind of for me. It. I think it was lockdown when we were in lockdown. I was like, what should I do? And I started taking a piss out of um, shitty workouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everyone, everyone's doing these workouts. Yeah, home, they? home, shitty home workouts. Yeah, home workouts. And yeah, and I remember every day I got up and I got a fucking. Don a wig if I was slagging off a blonde girl, or you know what I mean. I yeah, I'd wear whatever I needed to Amazon Prime it to my house, and every, you got some outfits. I've got some mate. mad outfits and wigs, um. But because of that, it was like every day I was laughing. I was like I was waking up. I was like, okay, um, what am I doing today? If I had my kids, so I'm a co-parent, so I have fifty percent with my daughter, my youngest daughter. So if I had my kid, I'd, I'd do nothing. But then when I didn't have my kid, I was like, okay, Paul these are the ones that you're tagged in make a video I'd make videos I'd be laughing all day today do you know what I mean it was kind of yeah it's, it's like therapy it's a, yeah that's it now I wake up every morning I do it and I get jobs from it as well so it's kind of it's weird it's it's weird I do me and videographer once I was doing an ad for um, Dr. Squatch it's a soap company an American soap brand and I was doing a shower scene singing Backstreet Boys and my videographer looked at me and went, what are we doing? I was like, I cannot believe we're getting paid for this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we are just having fun. This yeah. is what we well, like. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. It's just. Are you, are you employing yeah. that guy full time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him on full time. He's brilliant. I'm gonna try and get somebody else as well. I'm gonna try and get. A, a, so you're actually now building a company on the back of yeah, yeah. Off, uh, out the back of fucking wearing wigs, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's mad. It's, it's mad, amazing. Isn't it? but, it's amazing. Because obviously you've body doubled. Yeah, Anthony Joshua, you've bodied, uh, you've you've worked with The Rock. Yeah, uh, yeah, Joshua, Balotelli, Usain Bolt. So how did all the how did all these jobs come into your life? Um, when I was playing football, still Balotelli was just signed for Man City. I think it was like 2010 or something like that. And I was playing semi-pro conference football, and. Um, I got a message off a company called Sports on Screen asking what height and weight I am. I was like, okay, six foot three, um, 92 kilo. Ballot said he was six foot three and 89 kilo. And they were like, okay, we've got a job. We need you to stand in for Mario. Um, 
So then what happens is people don't know. You won't have an athlete on a shoot. You won't have an athlete for the whole day. You know what I mean? You'll have them for two hour slots. Yeah. With Ronaldo, he's there for like 19 minutes sometimes. Like he, yeah, like crazy. Um, so I will, they will get me in for three days or two days and they'll get all the lighting off me, all the positioning. I'll kick the ball so the photographer can get how he wants the ball. Then Balotelli will come in and he'll do it. He'll do the exact same thing I do. So then he'll come in and I'll go, so hi, Mario, how are you going on? So in this scene, you're going to do this. And then he'll do exactly what I show him to do. And the whitey. And yeah, I was doing that for a while, which was pretty pretty bloody cool. But then in, in some adverts with Mario, especially, they just use my clips because he might not. He might not have done it or something like that. So sometimes it's me, sometimes it's him, sometimes it's me. You'll be watching, if I'll be watching something on the TV, like an advert on the TV. If you, I'm like, that's fucking me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah but yeah. it's pretty cool. He's got his head on it. Yeah, I've, no, I've just got to get the same haircut as him. So they'll just use me from the back or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's it was pretty cool. And I did that with him for so long that, yeah, he just, he's, he's the man. I, I have a lot of time for Mario. And then I did, Usain Bolt, I think that's just because I was... He had, a, he, he had a hard life, Mario, yeah. like in, in terms of like the abuse he used to take. Yeah. Even, even playing for the Italian national team yeah. and how racist they were towards yeah. him. So. I went to AC versus Inter with him. And I went over to see him in Italy and we, he took us to an Inter match. And we were all sitting there with all the families. And um, I think he just signed for AC Milan again. He used to play for Inter, all the Inter fans. Fucking monkey chanting. And I was sitting there, like, and I'm talking, you know, it's a fucking... The whole stadium. There's a whole, just a fucking lot, like, 10,000 10, people just facing us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, whoa, this doesn't feel too nice. And it was just for him, but we were, I was there too, so it's me, so, you know? Yeah. And it didn't feel too nice. I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? And I think we left that game early. Um, we left that game early and we just left, but I was like... That is just horrible. Imagine taking that in your mental health every day. And having to play. Yeah. Because obviously he, he was adopted by a white family, wasn't he? And yeah. I think so. And correct me if I'm wrong. And then, because I don't know where he's where from originally. But Ghana. Ghana, yeah, yeah. Ghana, yeah. And, and obviously that was the Balotelli family adopted him and took him in. And he was a good football player. But when you used to see some of the reactions that he had on the pitch as a player, you could understand the reactions to some things because he'd obviously been through a, a hell of a lot. I used to always always watch how he'd react and he'd sometimes go over the top. Mm. But I just think that's a byproduct of everything he'd faced ever since he was a kid. Yeah, but the thing is, when people do say stuff like that, I always put it this way, like, he was given 50% of his wages to, like, kids in Africa and the favelas in Brazil, like you go into a place like we go into a petrol station and you pay for everybody's petrol in the petrol station like uh, like a ghost and a restaurant pay for everybody's restaurant yeah. you know, he's, he's just an, he's an absolute gent gent yeah. and I feel like people that only see that side they wouldn't see the absolute legend hell of a player too oh baller player. you used to like I, I'm a Liverpool supporter so when he signed for Liverpool he bring me to Melwood and watch him train and the fellas an absolute baller it was him Coutinho and Gerrard were just I was like I was like, Mario, what's the, what's the story, do you know? He's an absolute, ball, absolute baller. What's, the, what's, what's it like working with The Rock? Yeah, do you know, he didn't, he didn't fail me. You know, when you meet your heroes, because I've The Rock since I was a kid, you know what I mean? I've rock bottom people in people's elbows since I was like six, six years old. Um, so, yeah, he was an absolute hero. So when I met him, I, I did, we, I did, I was like, hi, sorry. Um, so we did um, Hobbs and Shaw. That yeah. film, I just remember I seen the him. one my brother Jason was in. Yeah, I was in the stadium. You did a bit of stadium, <laughs> didn't you? I must say. But uh, yeah, I see, I seen him. I was just like, I was like, okay, mate. I was like, look. They asked me to um, stunt doubles, Dathan, but I said I couldn't because you were there. I said, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just yeah. Can't, can't do. Oh yeah, it's a ball thing, man. It's a ball thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. The Rockies just absolute ledge. I was like, oh, that's it. They were like, no phones on set. If you get your phones on set, you're going to get kicked off the film. Nobody bring phones. I brought my fucking phone. I was like, there's no way. I'm going to see the rock and that. And, and he was being so nice, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what? I was like, look, I'd never ask this, but can I get a photo? Because you were me hero growing up. And he goes, yeah, no problem, bro. No problem. We got the, got the photos. The security then um, grabbed my phone. tried to grab my phone. And, and they were like, <laughs> uh, delete them photos. I was like, no. And they're like, 
delete them photos and they then they tried to kick me off set and I was like okay I'll, I left the set and they were like yeah I think I had two more days filming they were like don't don't bother coming back serious <laughs> yeah I didn't care I got my photos <laughs> I got my photo with the rock so you lost you lost your job because you took a photo with yeah rock. but it's a fucking what do you get as an extra you don't get paid well as an extra I think I got £200 for the for the day I think even in, uh, because I what was I going to do be a stunt man there's so many things I tried to do I was going to be get my stunt license and go into film and you have to do 70 days of being an extra so yeah I was that was just another day being an extra do you know like you do a whole day as an extra and get 70 quid at the end of it an absolute, an absolute joke like, yeah full and it's day. all that waiting around as waiting well. around sitting there people chatting about other films they were in <laughs> <laughs> you see you that stormtrooper there with the fucking hat? That was me. So fucking what? <laughs> that's what. That's all it was. Oh, and then they people me. Oh yeah, I remember you. You were on. I'm like fucking hell. In around thirteen days, I was like, no, fuck, fuck, being a stump man. I'm out here. Yeah, I can't do any more of this. You shit. do meet a lot of those people in life that love to tell you who they know, don't no, you? Man. Yeah, those people. It's horrendous. Pe- I try. I try. Those 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 people like name dropping all the time. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I've, I've actually I've actually seen a few here this weekend. Yeah, so. is that me? Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Not you. Yeah. Not you. You arrived late. Why did you arrive late? I was, I had my kid. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'll let you off. I'll let you off. No, yeah, I could have put her in with childcare Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I, I was like, no, I, I'd rather at least she has a. You idolise your children. I, I love, love that. My children. Yeah. They come before everything. I say, yeah. So it's kind of weird, like you know. You are you are a fun dad, aren't you? Like, I, lo- I love it. I fucking love. I just I love my. I love slagging off my kids, and they. And the thing is, they do it to me. My youngest four, she's she's got banter. My twelve year old, thirteen soon, she's killing me. You know, like she'll slag me off. She's quick, and I love it. You know, it's just like slagging off your kids. But you're proud because they, because you've always been in their life and you've always yeah. helped them get on. Yeah, I think that's, I think with my 13, 12 year old, when I had her, um, I split up. She went up north, so I didn't have her for a while. And, and I think I was, I was probably, it was the mum, then the grandparents, then me, you know what I mean? In the, in yeah. the, in the pecking order. And that killed me, you know. And then I get her every other weekend, and it killed me. Uh, now I get now we're we're amazing. When I had this one, and I was like, you know what? There's not a chance. I got fifty. Like I got fifty fifty. I was like, I just want to be a dad. I, I yeah. want to be a proper dad. Like you know, fucking. And yeah, now I get to be, and I just take pride, and I fucking it, love it. You it's know? hard, isn't it, when you break up with a woman as a man, because obviously the the mother the gets taste. first rights on the child, and yeah. you haven't really got much of a, a chance to fight it on, on I this, side. this is the one though I, I'll fight this one to the death like if if it ever I'd just court up and I'd go for the whole full custody I'd be a single I'd be a stay at home dad no like well not stay at home I'd be a single dad if I could uh, like if if it comes to if that it comes out, I love yeah. that me and the parent me and the mother it's great relationship they with the both of them, so it's beautiful. My daughter sees a mum, sees a dad, sees a mum, sees a dad, and she loves it, you know. And we're not fighting in front of her and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's absolutely beautiful. That's the most important thing, isn't it? When you're when you're trying to set an example, is not to fight in front of yeah, the children. Exactly, that. exactly. So yeah, and I get along with them. I get along with the the mother. So it's everything's absolutely cushy. And yeah, and my 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 daughter's just flourishing. So it's it's great. It's great. No, honestly, mate, I see it. It's, it's beautiful when you see it because they're all just always just having a laugh with them, and it's just yeah. that's just nice that you can see that. In regards to like you and growing this company, are you looking? Are you looking now to build on the back of building this social presence and and all the clips and stuff like that? Are you looking to build that me you into a media company now, similar to what The Rock did with like five, um, eight dollars or whatever he calls his company? Um, yeah. Are you lo- looking to build something similar? Yeah. So basically, I don't know what it is right now. It was, it was like a, a mega productions, and I was like, what What would I do? What What's the What is the What is the next goal? I have. Um, I've, why I was going to get somebody else is just to film YouTube so to try and get that going so then revenue comes in nicely it's like Facebook one of my videos went viral in America and I got paid like two grand for the video and I was like what's going on here 
because people get monetized for doing reels in America. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, 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 they can get paid for them, and so, we're not getting them in the UK. And I was like, what the hell, what's going on? Are you not getting them in the UK? The so UK, so, so I know some big creators in Australia that out of Facebook earn millions and millions and millions of dollars on, on through Facebook Watch. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, it's it's mad money. I'd say the best the best paying ones are Facebook Watch and YouTube. Yeah. Like in terms of like but you, you 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 YouTube's a beast, man. This is what I mean. So that's why I'm that's why now I'm just thinking even if I if if I get a new intern and I pay him all the money I'm making from revenue from that until I make more revenue, then I'm not really losing. He's just returning, you know what I mean? So I, I, I think I think people like yourself that have smashed short form content mm-hmm. once you're making the kind of money that you, you're making and other creators, top creators in the industry are making it on short form. I think people you have to invest in creating long form content yeah. at scale, highly produced for YouTube because that's gonna give you another lease of life. And yeah, exactly. then, now you've got that residual revenue because those videos you can post a, a video on YouTube. Um, we could post this today and it might get like 5,000 views and then like you might do something in 12 months time and on the world types, level yeah. and then someone types in Alima and then it, this comes up and then, and then it might get 50,000 views on it's them. It's crazy, isn't it's it? It's mad, It's mate. amazing. It's mad. It's but, bloody amazing. And what people, obviously you've read the book, the YouTube formula and I'm, and I'm nearly halfway through it. And what people don't realize is the long tail effect of a YouTube video. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, searchable. it's searchable. You can rank a YouTube video in Google faster than you can rank, um, anything else yeah, 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 because yeah. it's relevant right and they want videos in the search well you're not going to rank a tiktok video that's what i'm saying once it's done it's done it's done yeah it's, it's, it's just done so you've put there's so many creators out there putting so much effort into short form content to grow this tiktok following to grow this instagram following to grow all this stuff but it's just it's not long tail enough and it's not there's no substance in it i think i think that's when when you set up your production company I yeah just use something something along but the lines I, I see you from what I've seen on social media, obviously I only met you a couple of a couple of days, but what I've seen of you in social media, I see you as a, a, I think your passion is directing content. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that so much more. I think that's why I do all them courses. Yeah, I do, like I, I don't really need to be in it. I just want to make sure it runs perfectly. Yeah, because you, because you seem like the type of guy that's got fifty ideas in his in his notes in his pen, all in over him, yeah, in, in in his phone, Weird, yeah. like you know, and ah. Oh, you might not even be the best person to act that video out. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it might not always need the the, the Nigerian yeah, Irishman. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, do you know, exactly, do you know what I mean? Exactly. It, might, it might need a James Smith. It might need someone else. Like, and I just think I could just see you creating a company where you go and look after all these top people, and the, and and you're the creative director of it, kind of yeah. thing. It's kind of it's, it's amazing when you hear and say it, but it's kind of how do you put that into play? I always have a way. I'm always thinking like. What is next then? I, I I can't go and sign someone under me. You know what I mean? Yet, but like it's kind of how do I put? I, 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 I suppose I, sp- I suppose you the way I'd see it running from a business standpoint of view is that you you've got all these connects all these top influencers and and you know that they need content right so that's 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 guaranteed you have the idea and the creative direction you frame it you create the storyboard for it okay, and, and and you've got the so you've got the location you'll film it you'll create it all you take is a revenue split of what the video does fucking hell i need to come on this more often mate how, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's that's the way I see your career going because that to me is doing what you love. Yeah. But then also actioning it into other because every creator that you work with, they all need the content. But you've probably got the best ideas. Okay, I get you. I do know. You, now I totally get you. And that that is your true skill. The true skill that you have is not just creating the video, but the the, the truest skill above that is your vision for how the video is going to be put together. And when I've watched it, I've seen you. I see you in the background, and you're you're fucking you're moving things about because the set's not right okay yeah yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and other people don't have that attention to detail that's okay, yeah. the, and that's that's you bro i might i might look into that yeah you've you've gassed me up a bit here frank no i mean i'm, I'm, I'm just i just i just rifting that's what i think I you know i like to i like to i like to add try and add a little bit of value where i can exactly, for a ball geezer, you, know? Like, you know what i mean it's, but, it's not bad being bold over. but if you could give some some people out there some advice and guidance and wisdom in terms of like how they can you know 
even get to doing what they're, they're, they're passionate about, like the way that you've found it, what kind of advice would you give them? Just, it's always, it's always the second job, isn't it? It's do whatever you need to do, but then always have something on the side that you love to do. And if it is, if it is squashing cans, I'm saying this because there's a can of Monster Energy on the floor, but I could squash that. I think I could make a, Twitter, a TikTok account with a million followers squashing a can because you'll find your tribe. I think the biggest thing where people don't yeah. understand is there's a tribe for everything. If it is people enjoy seeing cans being squashed. Like I keep and you could squash them in different locations. Them in different locations. And people might think it's weird, but then you'll find your tribe and then they will start enjoying seeing you smashing a can every day. So it can be anything. Whatever you love doing, do do it. Find a way. If, and if we're, we are talking about social media, man, this now now is the time that you can go viral for absolutely anything and people can find you and and smash the can to music when the drop of the song comes on you smash the can you know what I mean you can make it yeah. you, can make, you know like just any, everything sorry I just sent a can of anything though like screeching a blackboard sorry just a blackboard in front of me you know just anything that you can you enjoy doing you, you can make it into a business you can make money from it you know you just have to start doing the content so do it and I think the key thing you said there is like enjoyment is oh it, mate enjoy, enjoy it be yourself enjoy 100%. it and be yourself and and just give it everything you can give. Yeah, because you'll find your tribe. I always say there's a, there's a tribe out there for everybody, like no matter what it is. If you think you're the only person that picks your ass and sniffs it, I'm just saying that, that's not me, okay? But <laughs> if you think you're the only person that does that, there's probably loads of people that do that. When you start saying that, oh, I pick my ass and sniff it, people are going to be like, you're weird, but there's a tribe that do the exact same thing and really enjoy it. Yeah. And, you'll, and they'll find you. And, and all women fart so if you can find that niche exactly. just, just launch yourself into it girls that's it man just go for it yeah. just go for it that that my friends is Paula Lima and mate I really appreciate mate. you I really appreciate you no. coming on man no, it's really my honour man top 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 man guys do me a favour yeah. share this on, on social media Drop a review on Apple. Drop a drop a, a review, a star rating on Spotify. Give us a comment on YouTube. Drop me in a Lima message. Let us know when, what value you got out of this podcast. I am blessed to have found something in life that I love to do. Yeah, like do you know what I mean. Like I think Paul's the same. So, just want to send you much love. Stay safe. Peace out. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast.